Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at boxing247.com. And I encourage you to visit their website, have a brief look over what other stories are making headlines as well as the ones that I pick. And I've picked uh, two stories today, courtesy of our friends over at BCB Promotions. And then I'm going to jump uh, off script a little bit and uh, get into some trash talk in which... Uh, Around Christmas time sounds like a lot of fun. The gift of giving just never stops in the boxing world. All right. Brad Foster returned to winning ways, beating Joshua Campo on points at the Hangar events in Wolverhampton. The former British and Commonwealth bantamweight champion looked very sharp against his Colombian opponent and will want to be back in the title mix soon. It was a much-needed blowing off of the cobwebs for the 25-year-old from Litchfield after back-to-back -back losses against Jason Cunningham and Inuit Baluto. Uh, a combo gave a solid account of himself, but Foster's class shone through, taking a 60-54 points victory. Good for him. Let's just see if there's any undercard info. Oh, yes, there is. Gully Power looked every bit the hot prospect in his just second in just his second professional bout, stopping Stanislav Bilahurov in the fourth round. The 20-year-old, who's from Wolverhampton, started the fight strongly, picking apart the Ukrainian, who is looking to sl slow the action down and take a breather at any opportunity. Also, Telford's Ryan Whitehead ended a very impressive first year in the paid ranks with a points win against the experienced Gennady Kravjeski, ending 2022 3-0, taking a 40-36 points victory. Some great photos, by the way, on Boxing247.com. Might want to take a, a look. Uh, Birmingham's Mikey Lee Broughton gained some valuable rounds against one of Britain's most experienced boxers, MJ Hall, winning 40-36 in what seemed to be the opener of that particular bout. Great results from our friends over at BCB Promotions. And let's hop along to another uh, story that they've sent. Jake Melvin returns to the ring for the second time this year as he looks to build on his impressive debut back in April. The Birmingham-born fighter will return to action as BCB Promotions host their Christmas Cracker event at the Eastside Rooms on Woodstock Street on December 22nd, that's this year, obviously. Melvin won his first fight earlier this year by decision after going the distance with Peter Alexandrov to successfully complete his return to boxing after a five-year layoff. Stepping back into the squared circle for a second pro fight at just 20 years old, Melvin will be aiming to build on his first bout and remain unbeaten. Although he'll not be looking for his first knockout victory of the year, uh, of his pro career, actually, unless the opportunity presents itself. He said, I wouldn't say I'd go in there looking for the knockout, but I don't want to find myself loading up on shots. I just go in there looking to box. But I'll see. If a good punch lands and I heard him, I'll definitely try to go for the knockout. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I wouldn't say I'm particularly looking for the knockout. So there you go. Some, some, some good stuff out of... Uh, his Jake Melvin's quarters, and uh, we look forward to seeing the results uh, from that and other fights taking place down the east side rooms 
in Birmingham. I believe that's Birmingham uh, on December 22nd. As promised, what got me kind of like going down the rabbit hole was Adrian Broner. And I know I didn't put this in this in the description, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, because I wasn't going to say anything, but now I'm going to. Here we go. This is written by a, a chap by the name of Alan Fox, by the way. He writes for BoxingNews24.com. And he was saying, uh, Adrian, the problem Broner, says he's one of the sports greats of all time for the sorry for the accomplishments he's made during his 14-year professional career. Fair enough. He's got a you know good record. The 33 Broner, he's 34, 4 and 1, 24 knockouts, believes he'll be in the history books forever, quote unquote, for having captured titles in four weight classes during the zenith of his career. And this is where it gets interesting. Some, however, would argue that Broner is an example of a fighter matched with great care by his promoters earlier in his career, who steered him into four title fights against weak fighters to capture four paper belts. In winning those four titles between 2011 and 2015, Broner beat the following fighters. Vincente Martin Rodriguez. WBO 130. Antonio DeMarco, WBC 135. Pauli Malignaghi, WBA 147. And Khabib Vendiev, WBA 140. I will quote the author. Those were not, all caps, the best fighters in those four weight classes that Broner defeated to become the four division world champion. Moreover, you can argue that many different fighters could have accomplished what Adrian did by becoming a four-division champion if matched against those same guys, said Broner. I'm not just one of the elite. I am one of the greats of all times. When I'm done, I'll be in them books forever. Broner sound deluded because he's not going to be remembered as one of the greats by future generations of fans because he doesn't have a series of high-level wins in his career, says the author. Adrian Broner's career window was a small one in which he captured the majority of world titles from 2011-2013. Broner won an incredible three-division world titles by beating Vincent, as I've said, Vincente Martin Rodriguez, Antonio DeMarco, and Pauli Malignati. In 2013, Broner's success ended with a loss to Marcos Madonna. After that defeat, Broner won in one world title. And that was against, as I said, Khabib Alec Verdiev. And that was in 2015 for the WBA 140-pound belt. Anyway, uh, I'll be champion again because I know what it takes. I know how to go with that extra step. I know how to buckle down and get focused and lock in. I haven't only did, I haven't only did it once. I've done it four times. Like I said before, just keep watching. And next year will be a big year. My gosh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm chuckling here. Of course, I would. If Nate Diaz is down to do it, I'm down to do it. It'd be huge. We could have some fun, said Broner. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, okay. I, anyway, that took me down the rabbit hole of uh, quotes, okay? So I was looking up uh, just a quick little story on Naya Inui, the monster, okay? And aside that particular story were, were, were a couple of quotes, which I'll get to in a sec. 
But here, here's here's one for example, Shakur Stevenson on Frank Martin. I will fight that dude in a heartbeat. Okay. But Frank Martin had already called out Tank Davis, who responded, "He's ready to go to sleep." <laughs> and and in another quote, which again I'll I'll I'll, I'll dig deeper in a second here, but Josh Taylor says about Tiafimo Lopez. I'll take him to bits. Okay, let me let me get back to what started all this. The Japanese champ. Undis undisputed bantamweight champ. Naya Monster anyway has been made the WBO super champion at 118, meaning that he can become the mandatory for the WBC WBO 122-pound champion Stephen Fulton WBO strap if he petitions the sanctioning body. Inouye wants to become the undisputed champion at Super Bantamweight rapidly in 2022. If Inouye can accomplish that feat, it would make him a two-division undisputed champion, which is unheard of. The 29-year-old monster Inouye, who's 24-0, by the way, 21 knockouts, revealed that he plans on moving up to Super Bantamweight in his next fight earlier this month when he defeated WBO 118-pound champ Paul Butler by 11th round knockout. Um, and that took place over in uh, Tokyo, Japan. Given the risk that Inui presents, he'll likely need to go the mandatory route to get an immediate title shot against WBO Super Bandweight champ uh, Stephen Fulton, 21-0, eight knockouts, because it's not in his best interest to take this dangerous fight and ruin the excellent situation the Philadelphia native has got with him possessing two titles at 122. It's not without risk in any way he's going up to 122 to challenge Fulton for his two belts. Fulton, who's 28, is an outstanding fighter with recent impressive victories over talented fighters Daniel Roman, Brandon Figueroa, Angelo Leo. Uh, Fulton just didn't beat those guys. He dominated them in one-sided fights, displaying boxing skills unmatched in the super bantamweight division, says this particular author. Uh, Allen, who also writes for BoxingNews24.com. It's fair to say that if Inouye is unable to score a knockout of Fulton like he's done in five of his last six fights, he's going to be in for a difficult night. Fulton, he's five foot six, uh, will have the height and reach over the five foot five Inouye, and he'll be looking to utilize that. Monster Inouye would probably have an easier time getting an immediate title shot against IBFWB Super Bantamweight champ Murjan. Akhmandiyev. That fight would be a tough fight as well as uh, for the Japanese star. You know, he dominated his last opponent, 34-year-old Butler, knocking him down in 11th round to get the stoppage. So let's move along quickly now to Shakur Stevenson. What he said about Frank Martin is kind of funny. Shakur Stevenson is already making it known he'll face the number 10 WBA fringe contender, Frank Martin, in a heartbeat if given the opportunity. It's safe to say that Frank's promoter, a uh, Errol Spence Jr. won't allow the unbeaten former two-division world champion Stevenson, 19-0, by the way, uh, nine knockouts, anywhere near his fighter because he's on another level talent-wise. And you could say the same about Gervonta Tank Davis, who I'll get to in a sec. Will Errol, er, will Errol allow Frank Martin to fight Shakur? Spence will likely keep Martin under lock and key, safely tucked away from the dangerous guys like Shakur and other killers in the 135-pound division until he gets a cash out against Tank Davis. So let's pop along to what uh, Tank had to say. Remember, I said earlier, Tank said, 
he's ready to go to sleep. And this article written by Adam Baskin, by the way, also in Box News 24 said, Gervonta Tank Davis reacted with amusement after hearing Frank Martin calling out and calling him out last Saturday night after his career best win over Michelle Rivera in Las Vegas. Martin, 17-0, 12 knockouts, told the media after the fight that he wants to face WBA regular lightweight champion Gervonta or Devin Haney next. The 27-year-old Martin is now the WBA 135 mandatory challenger due to his title eliminator victory over Rivera, who, by the way, is now 24-1 and with 14 knockouts. Tank, he's 27-0, 25 knockouts, reacted with this comment to Frank Martin's call-out. Yeah, ready to go to sleep. They all food, <laughs> said Javonta Tank Davis on social media about Frank Martin's call-out. Martin is a big puncher like Tank, and he doesn't possess his hand speed. The only shot Mar Martin would have of beating Tank, says this author, if he were able to outbox him as he did with Rivera. But that'll be difficult because he'll be getting hit a lot. Unlike Rivera, Tank won't be afraid to let his hands go. He'll be coming after Martin, looking to knock him out with every shot he throws. With that said, Tank already has two fights in 2023 against Hector Luis Garcia on January 7th. Tickets available on talkafight.com, by the way. And Ryan Garcia on April 15th. Unless one of those two bouts falls out, the earliest that Gervonta will be available to fight Martin would be in late summer. So let's move along. Let's move along to Josh Taylor, who trashes Teofimo Lopez. I'll take him to bits. Remember, he said that. And this story is by Sam Boltz, uh, also on BoxingNews24.com. WBO light welterweight champ Josh Taylor says he'll better former unified. He'll batter, not better, sorry, batter. He'll batter former unified lightweight champ Teofimo Lopez to bits when they meet in 2023. If Taylor is anywhere near the version of himself that beat Regis Progress and Jose Ramirez, Teofimo will be in for a long night. Taylor shares the same promoters as top rank as Teofimo, which makes it worthwhile for them to put this fight together. And even if Teofimo lo loses, top rank remains ahead because Taylor's with them. Taylor's 31 years old, feels that Teofimo is a clown and has overlooked two of his opponents during his career, most recently with his bout against Sandor Martin last Saturday night. Although Teofimo defeated Martin, 14-3, 13 knockouts by 10-round split decision in New York, many boxing fans had the Spaniard winning that fight. They viewed the contest as a hometown decision for the A-side Teo, a New Yorker. Number one WBO-ranked 140-pound contender Teofimo 18-1, by the way, 13 knockouts, is being moved into the direction of the unbeaten World Boxing Organization champion Taylor, who's 19-0, 13 knockouts. The two could potentially meet at the midpoint of next year, provided that Josh defeats number five WBO Jack Catterall in their rematch, which, by the way, should be a dandy. And that, my friends, brings us to the end of this particular episode. I thank you very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Please hit that notification bell. And I'll see you later on at 4 p.m. for Knuckle Up with Mike Core and Cedric Ben. Thank you.